Hello. Happy wow. Monday and not Friday, everyone. Yeah, what the fuck? This is That's craziness. My shit crashed again, and <laughs> it's totally on me, but that's okay, because here we are. And I'll still suck your dick, it's fine. No. Yeah, I guess you don't deserve no. it. No. <laughs> I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. Ha ha ha. No dick for you. No dick. I did not mess up the button presses. Or no, I mean, did. they won't know. It's all be fixed and edited, <laughs> but... Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Soul of a Gamer. Yes. We, are, we are here once again. We Every week we play a game, we tell you about it, we give you our in-depth review. Wahoo! Uh, first off, before we get into that, let's do some house cleaning here. Please check out our website, soulofagamerpodcast.com. Check uh, email us at soulofagamer at gmail.com. Check out our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook page, everything, guys. TikTok. We're on everything. Yeah, TikTok, yes. that piece of shit. Hey, TikTok's awesome, dude. No, it's not. It's definitely not awesome. I would give it it's like maybe something I do one to two hours a day, probably. Yep. Instead of jerking off, you do that. What use are you? I mean,. I feel like that's good, you know. I'm no. Just always jerking off. That's that's, that's a not good, true. A good progressive thing to do, you know. Just uh, no. not being so selfish, you know, worrying about others in the world. By watching their <laughs> content and making them millions? Yes. Yeah. No. Helping all of everybody out. What's all wrong right. with that? <laughs> all right. Well, we hope you enjoyed our last week's game, which was... DNF. Duke Nukem. Fuck no. Yeah, Duke Nukem, <laughs> fuck no, I like that, that's good. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, don't play that game. Well, I mean, play the game, it's still fun, but it's just eh, weird. It's not very no, good. No, it's not really, it's one of the yeah, worst games get I've some ever played. En- you can get some enjoyment out, out of some of the lines, or some that's, of the gameplay. There's, there is some comedy in it, yes. Yeah. But, uh, but there's way better comedy things. We decided to do a much better game this week, so yes. we are jumping into Alan Wake. Yes, with uh, Alan Wake 2 winning a lot of rewards and being up for Game of the Year, wanted to recognize the franchise starting point. Yeah. All right, well, let's jump right into this. Wahoo! What's on the box? All right, so because uh, this was an Xbox 360 exclusive, it's on the 360 case, of course. Uh, I really do love the box art for this. Uh, the just Alan Wake's name with the forest superimposed inside of it with the light shining out and Alan himself being the inside of the A. I think it's a really cool logo. I think it really sets a good like atmosphere. of This game is black and white. It's uh, all about darkness and light and sets it up nicely. It's, it's about one of the most overdone concepts in all of Liter- literary science hey man as a guy who's still scared of the dark to this day uh i appreciate it <laughs> the dark versus the light the flashlight versus the darkness <laughs> but wait one's electric light and one is mysteriously dark how can they fight exactly science uh-huh. meets fantasy 
So the back of the box, in darkness, fight with light. When the wife of the best-selling writer, Alan Wake, disappears on their vacation, his search turns up the pages from a thriller he doesn't even remember writing. A dark presence stalks the small town of Bright Falls, pushing Wake to the brink of sanity in his fight to unravel the mystery and save the woman he loves. Part action game, part psychological thriller, Alan Wake is a pulse-pounding thrill ride. I will say, I don't think I'd call this a psychological thriller, but you know, I felt it definitely is a psychological thriller. It's all about mind games and what's real and what's not. Kind of. They made it pretty clear, like in the beginning, I would give it that, but they made it pretty clear along the way that it was all real. And it was kind of, I know, but they did try to have like some red herring things in there. Yeah. In the the beginning, uh, in the beginning, I felt that way a lot. The, the second, like, I guess begin a late second beginning of third episode with the uh, psychiatric dude too. Yeah, it yeah, kind of goes beginning. into it a lot more. I mean, that's uh, no, that's no, halfway that's not, through. That's that's late third, beginning fourth. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's halfway through. So it's yeah, it's still dealing with kind of. is this real? Is this not? And like you, you knew, there's it still wasn't. a lot of. Are you I knew know. It was was real just because they gave away too much? I think they should have kept doing red herring throughout the game, but that's fine. That's fair. Yeah, I'll give it like a very low psychological thriller, like super low on that uh, radar, but not like at no point. Like you know, remember what was that game we played? Super hot. Oh yeah. That game's a psychological thriller because half the time you don't know what the fuck is going on. I mean, true, you're like, am I game. the program? Am I a real person? Am I a fucking guy who's like? we been out on this shit what am i what am i right now am i red am i blue i mean Who am I? just just because this doesn't hit the the highlights that that and like hellblades and what sacrifice does doesn't mean it's not one it just didn't do it as well <laughs> yeah it did not do it as well nowhere near it. again like a very mild tier one but i like I, the box I, box is yeah cool. it's it's very remnant of and this highly is influenced by stephen king so yeah. if you like any stephen king artwork or kind of aesthetic or world building of stephen king-esque worlds this is exactly what this is i wonder if they did the same thing mortal Kombat did and they like asked stephen king like can you be in our book movie game thing <laughs> and then he said no and they're like fine we'll put you in there anyway but just rename your character idiot <laughs> pretty much <laughs> <laughs> sure that's what they did <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, this box yeah. was okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fine. It's it's not bad. I, it you is pick it up an intriguing a, box, but you pick it up at a game store ten years ago and have fun with it. I mean, that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, move on. Are we jamming? All right, and are we jamming? Uh, music in this game actually really good. I kind of like yes. the music a lot. A, a lot of original songs that we discovered. A lot of uh, the old really gods good. Of Naz- Guard or Asgard, 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 yeah, because it was Thor and Odin. I think were the two yep. characters. Um, they they basically wrote all of these for all this music for this. And I should say, I guess right now, the composer for this is Petri Alonko. So I mean, he did a really good job composing all oh, these yeah. songs. I don't know if he wrote all the rock stuff too, but they, it was really cool. Uh, voice cast in here we've got there's a lot of them and i didn't name them all so if you're mad that i didn't get your favorite one go fuck yourself uh matthew Peretta as alan Jeez. wake we gotta put him in there lloyd yeah, floyd yeah, lloyd floyd as lloyd multiple floyd. parts jeffrey Cantor, <laughs> multiple parts james mccaffrey as thomas zane and mccaffrey played three parts in there but they're all thomas zane and for some reason he got three writing credits on that uh 
Brett Madden as Alice Wake, uh, Fred Berman as Barry Wheeler, Benita Robledo as Rose Marigold, Cliff Carpenter as Odin, Kate Wyman as Barbara Jagger. So, yeah, we got a good amount of people in there. Which, they mostly did a good job, just Alice was kind of falling oh, flat for most of the game. I, I think the voice acting in this is actually just amazing and superb. I do agree that Alice falls way flat, way I wouldn't, too much. I'm going to give an honest opinion. I would not give it a superb. This was okay. You could get through it. Sometimes the cutting for this was really bad. Sometimes the lines were just poorly written. Like, superb is maybe, like, top tier. You give that to the best game. Maybe, like, mid-tier you'd give this. Not exactly the greatest. I bet number two did it exactly how it should be done. But Probably. this one just didn't understand what it needed to do at that time. I guess for me, like, Alan and Barry are two in, like, the uh, cop are three, like, really big highlights for me that I just absolutely love. Yeah. My biggest problem with Alan, I think, going through that entire game is you almost expect a sense of real emotion coming out of him. Because at, yeah. at this point in the game, he's detoxing, basically, right? He hasn't had alcohol or drugs since they got to the island for an entire week. Well, and it's weird because like there's there's times where it seems like he does have those problems and addictions and then other times where it seems like those are like made up. Yeah. Like and I don't know what's actually real with that sometimes. Like I'm yeah. not entirely sure. But we already confirmed that most of the game is real, so I I'm, I'm guessing yeah. they're real and for some reason he doesn't detox and then also for some reason he's not scared ever. Like you kind of want the main character in a pseudo-horror game to be scared at certain parts of the game, and at no point is he, like, actually frightened. But, I mean, how can that, you like... be How can you be scared of something you know what's happening? Like, you wrote the story, so you but wrote it But he doesn't know that all way... the way through. He doesn't, no. know that. he doesn't know that until the second episode, so he's not, like, True. scared at all in the first, either. Like, I would have liked to see a little bit more emotion out of that uh, voice actor for how, like, scared he was. But half the time, it was just very the same, like... True. It's all as if he's the author of the story. True. Which makes sense. He is, to be fair. But <laughs> yeah. in the beginning, it would make more sense to have his internal dialogue be that and his external dialogue be something very fucking different. I don't know. I, I really did just like a lot of the the way it's written and the way how it's like the story progresses with reading the pages and then actually coming to fruition yeah. and then i do love the relationship between him and barry especially like the time where they get drunk on the moonshine yeah like there's barry's voice acting by far was the best in the entire game he i just love killed barry it. yeah and let me he's... tell you guys right now alice literal garbage like, <laughs> so bad <laughs> like sometimes which there was another game we played where i'm like did they take someone off the fucking street and give them a page and say read this into this microphone <laughs> I, yeah. I don't I don't know what happened there, but man, she's even like her worried. At one point, she's on the phone with a doctor. She's worried, and she's just sitting there like, "Oh my god, my husband is super <laughs> drunk or something and lacks drugs. Please help him." Like it's well, just so bad. And we never really knew how Alice actually felt about Alan because of yeah. all the different like kind of perspectives of Alan that we saw. So, like, sometimes she was absolutely in love with him and never thought he did anything wrong, and he was, like, a saint. And other times she absolutely loathed him and thought he was the lowest piece of shit on the planet. And it's like, and yet, I don't know how she feels, and it's so weird, because I don't yeah, know... Yeah, but those two different things you just said had the same reaction voice-wise. They did. And <laughs> like, I'm not denying that, but yeah, it, it's just crazy. Thing, it? Even in his head, he's going to, like, add anger or add flourish in there. 
Mm. If she's angry, he's going to add love. If she's loving, like, I don't know. I felt like they could have done better with the voice acting direction for her specifically. Uh, A lot better, honestly. Yeah. I don't know who their voice director was, but man, he sucked. (laughs) Sucked at getting the characters to do like a little bit more than just be stale characters on the screen. And the only one, again, the only one who did a really good job of what he was doing was Barry. He sounded scared when he was supposed to be scared. He sounded brave when he was supposed to be brave. He he really, like, that voice actor killed it. And he had some of the best lines. I mean, like, the whole thing of the the headlamp being, like, the Aya Sauron (laughs) and everything. Sauron. Sauron. I almost said Saruman, and then I was like, whoa, 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 don't fuck that up. The Eye of Saruman. I did another thing with the voice lines. They do this thing in between the episodes where they kind of, like, end the episode and then... Recap. uh, Yeah, they recap when you get into the next episode, which I like. So if you take the break, if you, like, put your controller down, and maybe it's just you take a week off... You get a little mm-hmm. cool recap of what you did, and you can remember where you're, why you're doing what you're doing at that moment, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I, I did like the kind of episodic tonation of this. Yeah. I think some of the episodes were way too long, but we'll get into that into the story. But and then uh, the Alan yeah. Wake voice worked really well in the like recap oh, stuff. Like that's seriously. what a recap voice should sound like. But then they well, tried and to do I that never, for the I never game. skipped any of those. It was that intriguing oh, I skipped to them me all like, the time. I didn't give a shit about them. <laughs> I, I think most of the time, I think I only skipped it like once or twice because I was trying to get through it at one point. But like, <laughs> it'd be so much funnier. It. It'd be so much funnier if like during it they say, "You fat piece of shit!" I bet you're skipping this right now. So I'm not gonna <laughs> even fucking say anything that happened in the story. <laughs> that would be fun. Very. That meta. would be fun. Oh yeah. god, so meta. But that would be that would be the best. It's just high like, in life uh, should have done that. <laughs> what, what's that? Um, what is it? It's the there's a TV what? show. Where it's either the opening credits or the closing credits where they have a little credit song. They're like, nobody ever watches the credits. Oh. <laughs> it's, just, it's really funny. I can't remember what TV show it is, but it's really fun. I don't know, but I always loved in uh, Community. They had certain episodes where they were like, like I would hate to get interrupted. And like they would get interrupted by yeah. the theme song and stuff like that. Yeah. Very, very meta. Very, very, very meta. meta. All right, well, that's mostly for voice acting. Yeah. Right, we got anything else? Uh, no, I think we're ready to move on. All right, let's go. How does it play? All right, controls and shit for the game. Gameplay? Yep. Gameplay? Gameplay. Gameplay? How play? does it play? So first off, this game is a... It's like a third-person... Third-person action-adventure, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, I would call it also like kind of like a stick shooter. Yeah. It does feel very stick shooter-ish. Yeah, so you you can walk around, you can run, you can sprint, you have a sprint button, sprint's really bad, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, God. Uh, you can shoot, you can aim a flashlight, you can look at things, you can grab things that are needed to be grabbed. There's some like worldly mechanics. This is kind of what I was complaining about with uh, Duke Nukem. They do some stupid fucking like kick. You're like, why, yeah. would I, why would I kick this? Like, it just <laughs> seems like I could just push it lightly and it would open. Kick, kick it. <laughs> yeah, it's like like stuff like that. I thought it was really funny at one point. You have to do this whole rigmarole to hold on. Let me see if I wrote it down because it was really funny. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's a fence, right? It's a three foot yeah. fence, and it's got the slats in it, so you can even just climb over it or just walk, like, yeah. go underneath it or whatever you want. Yeah. And 
And instead of doing that, you have to go all the way around, jump up on a rooftop, jump inside of like a hole that leads into this building, have an attack from the entity thing that you're fighting, and then leave that thing. And then you're on the other side of where that fence would be. And I'm like, why didn't I just climb over the three foot fence? <laughs> like stuff hard, like, dude. yeah, it's like stuff like that. Like I would have put more challenging walls to visualize why you're doing the thing, the things you're doing. Cause otherwise it really made no sense why you're doing what you're doing. You have a script to follow, man. You can't just do whatever you want to do. You have to follow the rules. <laughs> yeah, but I just mean, like, if there's a three-foot wall, make it a six-foot wall. Make it harder to climb or something. I mean, don't, don't, make it yeah. bit, don't make it, like, a, a climbable surface, because then you're always going to be asking, like, why don't I just jump over this instead of doing all this extra shit? Because it wasn't written. Yeah. Why don't I just, like, <laughs> slide down this four-foot glide really fast that's, like, very not very uh sheer clift and be fine why do i have to go all the way around it that's too easy just stuff like that maybe just uh that's true what would you call that um it's not really the thing where you like ease players perception of the game but you you can do that just to ease people's like like uh mentality while they're playing you make things more look like an obstacle and that's why you're going around them, and that way yes. you feel like you're doing this for a reason, rather than feel like I could have done it a different way. Well, I mean, it always sucks to go down that pathway that you think can go to bigger pathways, and you're like, yeah. oh, it's just an invisible wall here. Like, yeah. hitting an actual wall feels less bad as hitting an invisible wall. I, def- yeah. I definitely get that what you're saying there. Yeah, so just change your three-foot fences to, like, eight-foot fences, and we're good. <laughs> there you go um playing wise and stuff though the combat in this game highly involves that the all the enemies in this game are covered in a veil of darkness and you have to shine a light on them in whichever means that you have accountable to you and break that veil of darkness before you can actually damage them with guns yeah it's kind of annoying actually to have to shine a light on everything i gotta put some grunts in there that maybe you didn't have to shine a light on like they tried their best to make them different levels of shining your yeah. light, so you shined it for different time frames. But I don't know; it was just kind of. A... I always, I really like the premise of this. I think it's a really interesting premise. I do think. Um, you think we'll, shining we'll a in... light to defeat the darkness is an interesting premise, Stephen? Do I do? I do. <laughs> I think it's a fun, like, kind of thing where you have to break the veil of darkness. I don't know. It's 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 an intriguing like armor perspective that yeah. only light can de- break it. You like, know, it would be better if they did in this game. If they that? took like because you break that veil of darkness, so you almost think like what's controlling these people is the fact that there's a veil of darkness around them because they're real people. True. True. Like so, then you you break the veil and maybe you shoot them once and they realize that they're like getting shot. And they're like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" Like <laughs> oh god. that realism that would have made it fucking horror. For this game would have got real shitty real fast. Yeah, that that would have like liked last this level of despair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. like, you know, this fun. game is a horror game, but it's like a very mild horror game. It's there's yeah. very little actual scary aspects to this game, with like some really nice flare moments, but mostly it's just you're walking through and you feel fine you're never worried about anything i mean like thrillers are always considered like the lesser of horrors it's like kind of the yeah. ease waypoint between real life yeah. and horror. but if they throw in that aspect of people like begging True. for their lives after you shoot them or even True. the darkness using them to beg for their lives like a trick True. like that would have been fucking that would have like scared me until a little bit where i'm like oh shit do i kill this guy 
I don't yeah. know what to do now. Like, throw that in every, like, tenth enemy or something. Well, and I will say, like, the the combat with it does get a little stale after a little bit, but uh, I will say, like, once you get, especially into the DLCs for this, the combat really opens yeah. up with the you know, ways that they do, like, the environmental attacks and stuff to make it a lot more intriguing to how you can break the Veils of Darkness and make it a lot more fun, I think, and you become a lot more powerful and you just go on this, like, power rampage through the darkness yeah that's really fucking cool like that honestly the dlc felt like the best the dlc felt better than the game i did i did i think the dlc really they gameplay they hit a, they hit a cool spot on there that they didn't really get to do until the end of the the original storyline um yes. all right so some some stuff here stamina in this game is complete shit it's garbage oh God, dog shit it's it sucks garbage. it is the worst stamina bar i think i've ever had in my life it doesn't make any sense and there is no bar I would rather have better stamina in the Alan Wake game than Harambe's death being not happening. How fucking dare you? I know, dude. Like, that's how, how shit is. Fucking... <laughs> uh, so the stamina, it's just short. It's not well-lived. And half the time it feels like it's, like, normal. And half the time it feels like it's shorter than normal. And I can't oh, tell if it's just you have a stamina bar that needs to recharge, but it's not seeable. Yeah, it doesn't showcase it in any way, and it feels like if you, besides using it for the dodge, like, if you use it anything more than the dodge, it it sucks. Like, you don't even get, like, a few seconds of sprinting, it feels like, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And it is, it is garbage. It Every enemy can catch you if you're doing it, so don't even use it on sprinting. Use it just on the, the dash or the escape or dodge, I mean. Like, don't ever use it to sprint. It's not worth it. Yeah. Uh, guns in this game are also a little off balance. Uh, you'd think a shotgun would be good, but they're bad. Pistols hunting are rifle. actually... <laughs> hunting rifle is really good, which is, like, weird because it's not, like, a good hunting rifle. It's, like, a three fifty seven or something. Uh, it's a, it's just really interesting when they're, they're, like, changing the scope of how these weapons would normally work in real life and then... Your point ra- blank range with a fucking shotgun, and you can't do a one hit on anything. Yeah, the shotgun didn't feel great, especially yeah. the pump shotgun. That was really awful. It is the same um, complaint we had on High on Life because no one ever used true. a shotgun in that game because it's just garbage. It doesn't yeah it doesn't feel like there's any point to use it when you don't kill things up close in one or two hits. Not every game has the Halo shotgun. No, and they should honestly. The shotgun they just really feels should. like it should be a heavy like duty. You have to be close up and personal to do any damage with it. I feel like shotguns should always either half health you or completely kill you one shot if you're within five feet. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, So the pistol was really good though. I really enjoyed the pistol. Yes. Um, This game did have a cool mechanic where basically you use all the items you could pick up. You had flashbangs and flares. Dude, the flare gun was flare gun. Yeah. Like, and it's weird that the flare gun was basically your one-shot kill for, like, a grenade launcher, I guess you could say. It pretty much was a grenade launcher, yeah, yeah. that's a good way to put it. Because, um, I mean, and, it, that basically is what it turns into being. Yeah. And, honestly, like, that was really cool mechanic, too, because it did, like, the uh, sniper elite, like, slow-mo kill cam when you shot it at certain things. Yeah. And it would, like ragdoll effect the enemies it was really cool i yeah. enjoyed the uh, the flare gun was a cool concept but i really did like the fact that you just used everything like there's nothing uh, besides mm-hmm. a shotgun there's nothing really you don't use and you even are forced to use a shotgun sometimes because you're out of ammo oh, yeah so True. uh they didn't really make ammo scarce in this game it was kind of abundant 
You don't really yeah. run out at any given point, and when you're about to run out, you usually find more. Well, the most annoying thing, and I think we both have this complaint, is that every fucking mission, or sometimes throughout the mission, you'll just lose all your inventory and have to yeah. regain it again. But then, like, sometimes they'll, like, take every gun away from you, but then give you two guns and an infinite amount of ammo right when you start again. So it's like, why did you even take that from me? Yeah. Like, why, why would... get up again less than The best seconds? was between episode... I think it's episode three, four and five. You go to... You get arrested... And you go mm-hmm. to a police station, and they take all your items away. And yeah. they're like, look, your stuff is in this locker. Let's go get it. And you get yeah. your stuff back, and it's nothing of what you had before. Yeah, seriously. It's, it's like, like the, two items. Like, there's no way it couldn't... Knights of the Old Republic 2 had a whole thing where they take all your stuff away, too. But they give it all back to you exactly the way it was. Yep. So it's not like it's impossible to do that in a game. Like, it's done in yeah. older games, so I don't know why the hell they didn't do it here. Yeah, no, that that was definitely annoying and most frustrating thing, which, yeah, I, I felt like it was an easy thing. There's times where it makes sense. Like, the first time he gets arrested, having all of his guns taken off of him, that makes sense. Like, after he wakes up from a car accident, that makes sense. Because it's been a week past, you didn't even know that at first, but that makes sense why you don't have anything. But there's a lot of times where it's like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, that's just the story plots to make you feel, I think it's just to add to that thriller aspect or maybe that horror aspect, but it never really felt that way. I think they drew a little short on that. Maybe they introduced new things too soon after getting all your stuff away, you know, but who knows? Increase your stamina meter and make us actually have to run away from stuff without a weapon for a while. Like that can make it more terrifying honestly more running scenes would have been great in this game oh, yeah. uh this game features two collectible stuff notes and coffee coffee thermoses thermoses yep and the notes not notes sorry Transcript but, pages yeah they're they're basically pages that you wrote during this time that we'll talk about in the story but you have to find the pages and the pages yes. are like important to the story because it gives you extra insight in what you're doing but they didn't make it so they're easily found and i felt like that was yeah. a mistake by them my idea was just have a little audible sound that, that emanates from the page when you get close to it that way you know you're close to a page and you'll just stop and oh, you'll yeah. look around a little bit because if you're gonna like make them time... like, if you oh, well good. if you're gonna make them like a story necessity like to get yes. more story out of it where it's not necessarily like extra shit like uh in the old destiny game the first one yes. where you found like stuff that you don't encounter during the story that you just like to know True. If if they're gonna make it purely based on the story of what you're actually doing at that moment, make it yeah. easily found. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, make it like a sound of a page turning, like yeah. when you get within like ten feet of it or something, like or anything. Like anything. I don't give a shit what it is. It could be like a ding from a little bell that's really <laughs> fucking annoying that won't stop till you find the fucking page. Like that's fine. Yeah, or make it make it the the ten, three second thing from that Dr. Dre song. Ding ding dong, ding a ding 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 dong. Just keep just keep doing <laughs> ding, that over and over. That'll make me sick ding, and make ding, me want to go ding, find ding, it. Ding ding dong. See, it's already getting old. The more you do it, it does get old. Like if it it's it's thrown in there a little bit, it's fine. But once you start doing it too much, you're like, fuck this sound. Where's the page? <laughs> I don't want to hear this anymore. Yeah, it would be fun. It would be. Why is there 18 pages on this level? I'm tired of this ding ding. It gets in my head. (laughs) And my other idea the coffee thermoses are just a complete waste of fucking time in this game. They don't do anything. Uh, Yeah. You don't even know why you're collecting coffee thermoses. You assume it's just to keep you awake. 
I don't I don't know, honestly. Like it, it's never explained why you're collecting them. It doesn't seem like it's for any purpose. Yeah. But my idea with that was to every thermos you collect adds a little bit more stamina, then the low stamina bar oh. makes sense at the beginning, right? That would be awesome. That would have been a smart thing for them to do. They already put the item in there and everything, but they just didn't I mean yeah. implement I mean, it. Maybe they originally thought about it and just did, couldn't make it work somehow. Maybe. I mean, Shadow of the Colossus did that with the finding the geckos. Yeah, the geckos and the apples. Like, they increase your stamina or increase yeah. your health. I mean, just made sense to increase your stamina in this game a little bit, little by little. But, you know, it's neither here nor there, I guess. You just collect them all True. for an achievement or something. Uh, driving in this game is atrocious. Just fucking oh God, remove it. Just get awful. rid of it, guys. It sucked. It was the worst part of the game. That and Alice are, like, the two worst things in this game. Yes. So just get fucking rid of it. Well, and seriously, the driving, like, there's so many times where, like, they have a bunch of things that you're passing, and you're like, should I stop the car and go look around? And you yeah. don't know whether you should or not, but if you don't, then you miss pages, you miss thermoses, you miss all these yeah. extra ammo caches and stuff. And so, but you never know, because, like, sometimes you'll stop and you won't be able to access the building. Yeah. The next time you stop, you can access the building. There's Here's no a... telltale sign of where to go or how to do things. Here's the thing about this game that I think they were trying to do with another game red dead redemption 2 yeah red dead redemption 2 has this giant fucking map that you can basically explore every inch of it and find stuff in every inch of the map and now that sounds daunting but for a lot of people that's fun they like just like finding secrets that still haven't been found and this game it's like 95 percent of the map is completely fucking worthless and then five percent hold shit and you still have to explore all 100 percent to find the five percent you're missing I will say I would not want this game to be an open world game. I think no, the combat no. would, as stale as it is already, this would be bonkers stale in an yeah. open world game. I think so, too. I think the level system worked out well for what they were yes. doing. Yes, yes. Uh, this game was really cool. It had a nav point that was really helpful. It helped you not like go too far forward it, so you don't mm-hmm. miss things, which was nice when you're not driving. But when you're driving, it's just completely worthless because you can't find anything. Yeah. Um, uh, shooting is good in this game. It could be improved a oh, little yeah. bit with a shotgun, but in general, it's okay. Uh, birds. So birds are the stupid oh, part of this. They're just an enemy type in this game that can be maybe lessened about, I don't know, 80%. There's an achievement in this game to kill a thousand birds, and it's easy to hit. Like, that's yeah, how many like, re- birds are level. in this game. There's it's six levels so in this game. You can do it by the third. It's, it's um, ridiculous. Yeah, and it's just dumb. They're just dumb things they barely do anything for the first like five levels you fight them and then the sixth level they do a lot but and it's all the time throughout the entire sixth level and it's yeah it's ridiculous it's too much it's ridiculous and they're books instead of birds at that point which is interesting yeah uh no that's the end isn't it oh yeah that is the end that's, Sorry. that's the dlc the sixth yeah, yeah. level they do have the birds just kind of coming down at you and yeah. attacking you before you go into the the cabin place which does do some good amount of damage but i mean the birds were just kind of anticlimactic after the first time because the first time they were terrifying, and then after oh, yeah. that, it just they got so fucking trolling that it just wasn't fun anymore. Well, and the first time when you're introduced to it, when you first get the flare gun and you just shoot down the barrel of all the birds yeah. and blow them all up, it's really cool, and that's what you expect every time. But then when yeah. you have like three different sets of birds flying down at you at once while dodging, you're not wasting your people. flare on those. Yeah, it's like God, this is stupid. I'm, I have to use this for the big guys because those big axe or chainsaw guys are fucking awful yeah so that's just something i would just lessen that that was still cool yeah. i still like the birds in the game they just need to lessen them 
Uh, inanimate objects is another thing in this oh, game that I really didn't like that them. much. Like, sometimes it was great. Like, sometimes it was terrifying, but most of the time it's just like, okay, another fucking area where I have to fight four fucking cars and a, and a washing machine or a refrigerator for some reason. Well, and if you don't like that, then you might not like their other game, Control, because that all the boss fights are fighting inanimate object, and there's a fridge boss fight in that that I have yet to fucking beat because it's a fucking bullshit boss fight. <laughs> so if they do it right, it's fine. In this game, oh, I yeah. think they just did it too much. Like, lessen, it's just awful. Just lessen yeah. it a little bit. It's, it's it, not in this the game. Point of the it doesn't game. make sense. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is where I was like, if they put more emphasis that you're killing real people rather yeah. than killing like like random shadows, like. This game would have been fucking awful. It would have been terrifying well, to play. And, like, the other thing is, too, like, if you're going to add, like, the trope of, like, the darkness throwing shit at you, it would have been ter- more scary and way more, like, fun if they just threw the object, but you didn't have to break the veil of darkness. Like, it just, yeah. it, once it's thrown, it's thrown. Yeah. And you, you have to dodge objects and stuff still, and things are coming at you, but you don't have to, like, break the darkness for it, and they don't throw the same object multiple times after and after and after and after each other. Because when you have five items coming at you at once, and they're like a bus, a giant spindle, a car, and like three fucking light posts, you're like, this is ridiculous. These are huge fucking objects that take so much flashlight to break or flare yeah. guns to break that it's And they're just dumb. For the most part, much. they just stay in the air for like 30 yeah. full seconds, and then they throw it. I'm like, why are you giving yeah. me such a chance to fucking destroy it? I'm just so confused because of how much fucking damage they can do yeah um i i would have just lessened those honestly it I was still too. fun to have some of them there like in certain parts yeah. maybe even just throwing dead bodies at you would have been cool but they didn't oh, do yeah. that they threw fucking spools of fucking wire at you <laughs> no yeah, just lame true all right well that's all i got for gameplay on my side same all right well, let's go it's time for review. Alright, so like always, we are finding out whether you are a little bitch boy like myself, or if you are valid with your reviews for the game. Mm-hmm. So, alright, first review, one star. Absolutely terrible game. With others, I will play until I get to know the end of the story, but with this one, it's nothing more than running around in the dark forest. Worst game I've ever played, a waste of four hours of my life. You run out of bullets and stamina way too quick. Not worth the effort. I will definitely not be purchasing Alan Wake 2 after this. So they just purchased Alan Wake 1? Yep. Alright. Well. Wasn't it on Game Pass? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was. I don't know. Or maybe it was. Purchasing. I don't know. Maybe he has a PlayStation like a fucking loser. Maybe. Maybe about it on PC. Maybe. Could be. I'll, I'll give that one a little bitch for you. I think he's being like... Yes, the like, stamina is annoying, but it's not so annoying you can't get through the game. True. It's not The Last of Us. Couldn't wait to finish it. Now I hate flashlights. Silly game. Okay, yeah, he's right. <laughs> he's not. He's not wrong. It's not The Last of Us. <laughs> you know, he hates flashlights, but okay. It, it's okay. also not Duke Nukem. It's you also not very Halo. Honest. I use my phone flashlight every once in a while, but I can't tell you certain instances that I use it, so it's not, like, incredibly useful. So it's mm. not like at any given point am I going to hate flashlights so much I'm never going to use them, because <laughs> I rarely use them now as it is. Uh, we use them when we walk the dog to be able to see, like, the poop at night and stuff to make sure we pick it up. Jen uses her flashlight all the time. 
<laughs> okay. Well, that's stupid, but whatever. <laughs> All right, what else we got here? The story is intriguing. Very nicely twisted with good touch-ups. Some of them you can easily miss. But, as the game, it is awful. Bad controls, bad fight mechanics, same enemy hordes, long pointless walks and escape runs, and it all repeats over and over and over and over. No horror, only boredom, and an annoyance just after two or three hours. Waste of time and money. Go watch the story on YouTube instead. You know what? I'm going to agree with this one. Because <laughs> this guy is supposed to be a famous author that writes gripping tales, and this guy is totally right. He just wrote the same fucking trope over and over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> and that's the entire story. That's really hey, funny. That's what all popular fucking writers and shit do. Yeah, kind of. But they put a little bit of a ambiance well, like in popular there that artists changes. that have like eighteen, twenty books. They're seven other books are the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. Now, to be fair, this is a game, and he could have wrote that 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 way, so it's easier for him to deal with it. So he sees it once, and he knows how to fight him. But then he does add stuff in there as he gets along, but not that yeah. much stuff. He's just a bad writer, it sounds like. True. He's Stephen King, not on drugs. That's what what's <laughs> happening right now. The game starts quoting Stephen King, and somehow it kept getting worse. Combat is completely wacky. It is so bad that it made me think of Skyrim's combat might actually be fun. The main character is the most insufferable, selfish, self-entitled, egocentric, middle-aged, male Karen man-child that I've ever had the displeasure of playing as. I played this game for about one hour, and I swear he used the word dark about ten times or over. <laughs> Feels like this game was wrote by an edgy teenager who used also a Tumblr user. The main character was this urge to boast and betray himself as a hero, he just can't help himself, and you can't have five minutes of gameplay before he's blowing his own dick again. It is a mid-at-best game refunded. <laughs> I love it. That's great. That's actually really fun. There's some things in there you don't agree with. The things you think oh, yeah. are funny just make it up so well. I got his rant in the middle of that. <laughs> the insufferable, selfish, self-titled. says dark about ten fucking times in the first five minutes. <laughs> The darkness uh, enveloped me as the darkness touched me inappropriately in my She was scared of the dark, dark and the darkness came out of nowhere, and it was dark in the darkness, and oh my god, the dark, 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 darkness, dark, dark, yeah. and darkened. What if they just replaced <laughs> the entire game's dialogue with them saying dark over and over again? Oh, that should be pretty funny. No, we dark, need dark, 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 darkness, dark, dark. Every, every dark to Owen Wilson's, wow. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yes. That would be good. That would be fun. <laughs> Alright, ultimately, this game's strengths are its story and characters. It starts off strong and has its neat moments throughout, but just because less become, and just becomes less and less fun. The foundational gameplay is there and has some cool ideas, but the game just fails to innovate, and at some point, even eventually, just the design, mostly the level design, is just straight up lazy and silly. Yeah, okay. I'll give them that. These are yeah. all like there. There's a little bit of truth in every single one, and that's nice. Yeah, because they're they're hitting some things that are everyone hates about the game. I feel like true, which is good. They're doing a good job. True. Uh, story and setting are derivative. Cutscenes are undermined by dated graphics. The gameplay is incredibly stupid. There's always someone behind you, and they hit you, and then you're stun locked, and then you're murdered, and then you reload at a checkpoint. And I suppose the game wants you to dodge, but I can't be asked. The entire aesthetic is intentionally constrained and dark, meaning if you aren't doing what the developer wanted you to do, then you die. 
Pacing of narration and information is slow, yet ironically the game finds ways to be shallow as you run past people talking to you. This game appeals to people who have who have You Got Mail, Twin Peaks, Frasier, Twilight on VHS and want it all to be a horror video game. Overall, a waste of time unless you're an aspiring novelist dude who wants to wander off in Washington State and get chased by loggers and park rangers. I'm confused. So he's... This game's audience is only for aspiring audiences who, or sorry, aspiring <laughs> authors who want to go to Washington State, wander around, and, and get kill chased people. by loggers. And, uh, and if you have, you've got mail on VHS. You know that that yeah. makes it so you would like this game. You've got mail, Twilight, and what was the? Other, <laughs> I mean, you've got mail is a great movie. Yeah, hey, fuck you. I, I love Twin that Peaks, Fraser, and Twilight. That was the yeah, other one. Fraser's a weird one to throw in there. It's all weird ones. That, like none of those. Twin Peaks. <laughs> Twin Peaks makes sense. That's like a yeah. Twin Peaks makes sense because it's kind of inspired off of this. Yeah, but like Frasier and you've got mail. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know throw a little bitch there. boy on this one. I bet, I'm also gonna agree with that. That that's, little bitch boy. <laughs> also, just they're like I can't be bothered to dodge. Yeah, pretty much. That was that's what he said. He literally is like, <laughs> I expect you to dodge, but like I care. I get that a little bit because there's like, I hate parrying in games. So any games that force yeah. you to parry, I fucking hate that shit. But you but, learn like if you want to do successful in the game, you either do that or you just don't play the game. Uh, that's true. So, so you can true. either learn to fucking dodge. I, I I rarely use the dodge thing at all. I, I dodge once the entire for the, game. The achievement that you get for dodging five hits in a row or yeah. whatever, and then I just stopped caring about dodging. I just ran. Fair. Uh, I mean, you don't have to, but this guy's bitching that True. he can't get through it without doing it. <laughs> True. Oh, bitch. All right. This made this game made me buy a book. Take that, mom. Okay. That's good. <laughs> he did it. He didn't buy a book though, so he's a liar. So he's a little bitch. Oh. He's a liar, so he's a little bitch. I mean, who? I, I didn't get inspired to buy a book after this. No. Because the <laughs> book is, like, a bad book. Yeah. If you would have put this book on the shelves, it would not have sold. Probably not. Creepy man roams up the woods with a flashlight in search of a woman. 10 out of 10 reminds me of my glory days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one's good. That one's good. <laughs> I fought a train with a flashlight. <laughs> okay. Okay. He's factual. He did that. Never buy Energizer batteries. I tr- I agree. Energizer <laughs> shit. They were lasting like 30 seconds per. You high beam that shit and for some reason your batteries start running out faster? It doesn't make any sense. Boy, I sure hope I don't have to shoot the same Ghostman for 20 hours. Wait. What's that? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Too much. Too much. He's right. He's right. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> In the light, Alan sleep. In the dark, Alan wake. Ah, <laughs> I see what he did there. What was that? A one star? <laughs> it was a positive review. It didn't I say one know. star or not. Three, three, three to five, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, let's see. I'll do one last good one. Well, first of all, this is my first time playing Alan Wake since I'm looking forward to play Alan Wake Two. I heard this game was a masterpiece, and it's true. The story was godlike. The game is perfect for thriller lovers, but nothing every not everything is perfect. This game has shown its years with its bad technical ways. Uh, this game isn't for everyone. For me, it can be a great game, but for another folk, it might be just mediocre. 
The pros of this game, it's got gripping story, atmospheric elements, and very solid voice acting. The cons, it is slow-paced, has repetitive combat, graphic issues like pop-ins due to its age or due to its poorly made PC port. Overall, 7 out of 10. I like how he starts us out with this game is godlike and ends it with overall 7 out of 10. <laughs> Seriously. No. Like, those are two the story very different is absolute things. godlike. I would give this everything. It's, it's yeah. okay. You might that's find cool. it mediocre. Yeah, yeah, that's really, <laughs> what a weird review. All right, well, that's probably, I'm going to give that a little bitch boy because that was a weird a little one. little bitch boy, yeah. Right. You can't be both ways. Nope. <laughs> All right, let's move on. It's story time. Let's get started. All right. I'm going to stop jerking people off, and you're going to read us the story. All right. Here we go. <laughs> the Alan Wake story. The story starts with the main character, Alan Wake, and his wife, Alice Wake, on a transport boat heading to Bright Falls, Washington, for a vacation. Alan is a successful author, but currently has writer's block. What? Oh, this vacation. I wrote this cation. Oh. This cation. <laughs> this cation. This vacation was suggested by his agent, Barry Wheeler, and his wife, Alice, in order to help him overcome his block so he can work on his next novel. He is also dependent on pain medication and alcohol, which is another reason for his wife, for his wife wanting to get him help. She tricks him into going to Bright Falls to meet with a specialist who is known to work with struggling artists. He is upset about this, but continues the vacation regardless. They head into town to get the keys for the place they are staying at, a small mm -hmm. island with a cabin on it. Mm -hmm. They get the key. However, it turns out that the key they got was not the real one. Oh. It, was not, it was given to them by a dark presence that needs Ooh. Alan to write his story so it can escape Cauldron Lake, a lake oh. which it is trapped under. At the cabin... Alice is taken by the Dark Presence, and Alan tries to rescue her. He is unable, no. and suddenly a week goes by. No. He has no memory of this week and wakes up after a car crash. He goes through the forest in order to get help and narrates his own journey as if he's in a story. He finds pages of the story and realizes he is living in a story he wrote over the week he can't remember called Departure. He kills a bunch of townspeople who have been been taken by the dark presence and finally makes it to a gas station and calls the police they take him to the station and he tells them he can't find his wife he doesn't mention killing all the taken or the week he lost emil hartman appears at the station and tells him that he's welcome at his psychiatric hotel then alan punches him and breaks his nose this person this is the person alice has been talking to in order to get alan help Barry calls him and says he's coming to help because he hasn't been able to get a hold of him all week. He receives a call from someone claiming to have his wife. This person says to meet him at the National Park with the pages to his story and he will trade them for his wife. Alan agrees and him and Barry go to meet this man at the National Park. And kill him. He finds him. Yeah, and kill him. I think kill him was up, up there for him. <laughs> I think he would have, like, ripped his oh, guy's 100%. arms off. 100%. Uh... He meets him and fights him, but the man runs away. He then gets Alan then gets chased by the FBI for some reason, Robert Nightingale. Mm -hmm. He is chased through the park, but is able to escape. He meets the kidnapper again, whose name is Mott, and watches him get tortured by the darkness that is chasing Alan. 
Alan then jerks off as he watches him get tortured because he knows he has his wife. It did, that didn't happen, but it should have. But it should have. Yeah. Yeah, Alan yeah. falls into the lake and then awakens in Hartman's psychiatric home and is told he is experiencing episodes of delusion because he is so stressed and drugged up. Oh. Alan so- soon learns that the kidnapper was hired by Hartman to get Alan alone so he could admit him and take credit for eliminating his writer's block. The darkness soon attacks and Alan is forced to flee the hospital. Barry comes to the rescue and helps Alan make his way out. Alan and Barry make their way to the f- to a farm to learn more about the darkness they are led there by an entity that seems to be helping alan a man in a diving suit they make it to the farm after fighting dark forces and learn that there's a lady of the light that can help them through through a song written oh i just got lost my spot sorry guys i lost my spot i lost my spot oh, yeah oh there we go yeah. song written by local mu- musicians and that's the uh what are they called uh, old Gods of Asgard? The Old Gods of Asgard, that's the band, and they yes. they uh, they wrote this song to help them for exposition purposes, I think. Yes. Uh, they are then captured by Nightingale and arrested. The darkness attacks the police station, and the sheriff helps them escape and gets a helicopter to make it to the power plant to meet this lady and fight more Taken along the way. At the power plant, they meet Cynthia Weaver, who tells them about a, how a poet, Thomas Zane, a name that you have heard of throughout your journey, released the darkness when he tried to bring his back his dead wife, who drowned in the lake. Zane did not know the darkness had taken her form and used Zane in order to escape. Zane stopped the darkness by using his writing to seal it in the lake. He erased himself from existence, except for one shoebox that contained one page and a light switch. The page is about Alan Wake as a child, receiving the switch so he wouldn't be scared of the dark. Alan takes the switch and kills Barbara at the lake and writes an ending to the story and that traps him in the darkness, but saves everybody else. Holy shit. (laughs) He did it! Yay! So, overall, I did like the story. I honestly did. I, I really do enjoy the story. Yeah, it's, it, it's very intriguing, very There's fun. a lot more high points than there are low points in the story, yes. for sure. But there's still some stuff that really doesn't make any sense for it to be there. It like almost feels like a bad novel. And maybe that's what they were going for with some of the stuff they introduced. I mean, because even Stephen King's very hit or miss. So I think they were kind of going for that. Yeah. Like, the Agent Nightingale didn't need to be there that whole point no. i don't understand his point in that at all but that was also one of the best like linear story yeah. moments where you're that forced one, to find a page one, and read a page yeah that one moment no i mean the only uh the only moment i liked in there with him was the fact that he's reading what he's doing and oh, it's yeah. just really funny because he's like and then agent nightingale reads the page and <laughs> And gets deja vu. He's living in this moment right now. Oh God! Well, and he's about just... to be taken by the darkness. He's like, "What Wait, the fuck?" And then gets taken really, by the darkness. Yeah, you could have really done that with any character they introduced. It didn't have to True. be that specific one. Yeah, um, and he did have some of the worst things with like the the stupid lines of, "Okay, Stephen King or Edgar Allan Poe or yeah. F. Scott Fitzgerald or." William Shakespeare, or like he said a different writer's name every time he talked yeah. to him, and said like three or four every time they were introduced. He would just yeah. go on a rant of names. I was like, what the hell? His whole storyline made no sense, and the fact yeah. that he was the only FBI agent and why was he there? But it, like I said, it, it felt like a bad book, and maybe that's the point. Maybe they just wanted this bad character to be in there just to die. You always have to um, have an out of towner that's unexplained. 
Yeah, but that's what Alan Wake is, the out-of-towner. Yes, but he's the main character, so he doesn't count as the out-of-towner. You have to have uh, a separate out-of-towner. So, <laughs> Nightingale's character just felt a little bit like, yeah, why are you fucking here? Yeah. Uh, the one part in the story that made me laugh a lot that I just really enjoyed because it was funny. So, while you're at the National Park to meet Mott to give him the pages for your wife, uh-huh. uh, the darkness attacks and, like, destroys the building that the national park is main headquartered at yeah and there's a guy in there named rusty and rusty's like a park ranger and you Mm -hmm. met him earlier and he was healing a dog because he's a fucking a hero Mm -hmm. and uh he which is weird because you also let the dog out of a cage and you never see it again so i'm worried about the dog now um but besides that he's dying (laughs) in front of you yeah and he's like please help and alan goes i'll go get help don't you worry and if you just search around that area a little bit, you see a med kit in the kitchen that's about 10 feet off from Rusty, and you do not attempt to grab it. Hey, man, some alcohol swabs and some uh, little tiny Band-Aids are not going to help that wound in his Well, it's a med kit. It's got gauze <laughs> in it. It's got some disinfectant wipes. It's got stuff that might help. That's better than just leaving him on the ground bleeding and dying because you don't actually go to get help. He's a writer, not a doctor. Yeah, he you're right. Know any of that. You're right. It's just funny because it's like, why am I not trying to? Okay, apparently, fuck you. See ya. Um, as I kind of alluded to earlier, I really love the dialogue of him and Barry's banter back and forth, especially like when they're drunk together. I love. Yeah. There's a moment where he's like, I could write like ten best-selling novels like this year. And Barry's like, no, there's no way you could do that. And he's like, but I'm a writer, so I could. And you're like, this is the worst drunk <laughs> scene I've ever seen in my life. You guys aren't even acting drunk. It's, you're like, it's, it's bad, but it's like good at the same time. It's like yeah. a good level of bad. Yeah, it's funny, but it doesn't seem like they're super drunk. But that's right before you get arrested by Nightingale at the yeah. farm, right after you learn about the Lady of the Lake or whatever. Lady uh, of the Light best scene of this is by far going to the old gods of Asgard's farm. Oh, for sure. You do an entire fight on a fucking stage here where they built like a rock and roll stage on their farm. And then if you go in their house, they also built a stage in their house. And I'm like, this is the coolest fucking farm ever. Well, and that stage is so fucking awesome. They have like a whole Viking ship in their like barn Yep, and they like, had pyrotechnics oh for it. Like, they were fucking insane. And using those pyrotechnics and fireworks and shit to fight off the, <laughs> the darkness. So cool. So cool. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my comments in my notes is Anderson Brothers had the coolest home. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, they... Uh, trying to remember there was there was one thing that i didn't write in here that i wanted to get to but that's okay we'll just go off what i wrote uh there's gates in this game that kind of block your path that are controlled by the darkness so they're like not real gates they're darkness gates which was interesting yeah um and the only purpose of these gates for the most part a couple of them and i mean only a couple had it to where something was chasing you and had to get through the gate super fast so Mm -hmm. you had to shine your light on it to like get rid of it but for the most part they were just there to be a little bit annoying yeah and i just thought that was kind of worthless you might as well just have it be a locked gate not a darkness gate yeah. uh, i just didn't feel like the story was progressed any with there being a darkness gate there I don't well know. maybe that's just some, me but some of the puzzle elements were so lackluster like i hated like in the moments where I, it's like 
move this light post and swing it so it yeah. hits this so it blows up some rocks next to you. It's like that. Oh, yeah, that's I don't nothing. think every game needs a puzzle. Like True. you can just take that puzzle out, and this game still hits where it's supposed to hit. Yeah, and it's it's a, a maybe an hour shorter, and yeah. it's a lot better paced. Without like the five puzzles they just had to put in there. Yes. So yeah, I would have definitely maybe just taken out a few of those puzzles if you wanted to keep one maybe keep one in uh the one that i don't i don't even understand if it was a puzzle or not the power plant one. Oh yeah when you're at the power plant that was, you're just that was walking definitely through. a little puzzle you yeah mean but it didn't feel things yeah it didn't feel like a puzzle like I just it was way like was, easy yeah it felt like i was just moving along a normal story path so i'm just like yeah okay, well, this is whatever it just yeah. feels like the puzzles were worthless. They did. They didn't serve a purpose in here, and they should have just not done them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Um, I I gotta say the DLC was really really fucking cool. I really enjoyed the DLC stories, and they gave a lot of like window to what could be. Like I oh, really am. That I'm I'm really wondering if Alan Wake and Thomas Zane are the same person. Like there's yeah. there's small talks of them might being the same person. So this is where we disagree a little bit because I don't think they're the same person whatsoever. Mm-hmm. After playing the game, you kind of get this feeling that Thomas Zane may or may not be Alan Wake's dad, and the only yeah. reason. So you find this page that kind of talks about Alan Wake's childhood. So and this yes. is before Alan Wake was born because this would yes. have been in the 70s and alan wake well no it's alan wake would have, uh, who knows i don't know how old alan wake is doesn't really matter but this is probably before he's born when he wrote this or just after he's born as like a small small child so yeah. it's before this like seven-year-old alan wake would have taken place mm-hmm. and he has a story of him and it means one of two things to me he either willed alan wake into uh existence and, yeah and and had him be the hero that could defeat all these people so that's his hero in his story or mm-hmm. he's alan wake's father he knew yeah. alan wake was a person and he knew that person would grow up to be a writer somehow and mm-hmm. he said you know what i'm gonna make him the hero because he's my son like those are my two options well, i get the like third thing of look, maybe he could be thomas sane but the timelines yeah. don't really match because people met thomas sane and that doesn't look like thomas sane and like he's willed well, out of existence but you don't really know what that means because one person can somehow remember him perfectly yeah well it, it, it just seems weird and like there's a part in the dlc where he even says like how would you even have known these things and he even says like maybe like because he says like is this a different writers coming every like 20 years or so that are all falling victim to the same thing that they keep pulling in writers or is this the same thing repeating over again with the same writer and yeah what's stupid is there's this whole part where alan alan and zane have that conversation like how'd you know about me as a kid how'd you do that and then they just drop it almost immediately i'm like fuck you guys well, and so I did a little bit of research digging into this a little bit because I remember in uh, Control they have the DLC for the Alan Wake experience, and in that game, Alan Wake meets Thomas Zane, and Thomas Zane isn't in the diver suit, and he looks like Alan Wake. Interesting. And then I apparently in the second one, Thomas Zane is a a character that's very important, and I think. It's, he's either going against him or whatever, but like 
I, in the Control uh, DLC, it showed them arguing, and it showed Alan saying that he needs to keep going. He needs to go against the other bad version of himself, Doctor Scratch or whatever, or yeah, Mister Scratch. Mister Scratch. But then Thomas Jane's like, "Don't worry about him. Don't worry about him. Don't worry about him. Don't worry about him." And then he kind of keeps on being weird. And so it's like, is Thomas Zane Mr. Scratch? He could be. And is he just another version of Alan Wake? Because even in the DLC, he's arguing with himself about whether... So, and what it, what is, it could be, too, to be yeah. honest, like, this version of Zane could be... Like, the original Zane could have existed, could have been his dad, mm-hmm. or could have willed him into existence and then died. Because that makes more sense than him just being trapped in the darkness for True. 40, 30 years, whatever it is at this point. Um and if he well, died, then maybe Mr. Scratch, when when Alan Wake comes to the island, that's the only time Thomas Zane truly comes out. True. So when Alan Wake comes, maybe a direct copy is made from him during that week, and he becomes Thomas Zane. Maybe. I know one of the theories is that they actually said that throughout this, you find out that nothing can actually be willed into existence. Everything was already pre-existing in the world and just manipulated. Yeah. So if anything, Thomas Zane might have known the wake family and willed them or pushed them to give birth to alan but alan was already a preconceived thing that was going to happen anyways Ooh, but he or just pushed a grandson it. yeah a grandson would make a lot of sense because they talk about zane but they don't really talk about how old he was but you see yeah. barbara and yeah. barbara does look very fucking old yes she does so he could be like his grandpa or something true so, so yeah, there's a lot in there there's yeah, a lot of speculation know. of who Thomas Zane could be, and I bet if we played number two, we'd get that, like, Well, and apparently the there's a whole other game, too. It's Alan Wake American Nightmare. It's, like, a little oh, $10, like, individual game separate from the story as well. So that happens before Alan Wake 2. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> well, yeah, we'll have to check out those games at some point to see what yeah. it is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much story. I don't have anything else to talk about unless you do. No, I think that's pretty much everything. All right, well, let's go. Worth, worth, or not. All right, what are you valuing on this one? So I'm going to go with worth on this game just because it was fun. You do get kind of bored playing it. I will say that. You might want to take some breaks in between and just play something else because, honestly, this game does get a little boring. Mm -hmm. Story is kind of lackluster in certain parts, but really, like, in the high points, it's really good. So it's just – I bet the second one's amazing. Like, I think oh, get yeah. through this one just to play the second one. I haven't even played the second one, but I can already tell you, I think that one's going to be phenomenal. Well, I mean, it was up for game of the year, so yeah, obviously so there's got to be some right. good thing about it. So I think they learned their lessons from this one and fix it all in the second one. Which I've heard from everybody that Alan Wake 2 is Remedy's best game they've ever made, which, nice. I mean, this one I thoroughly enjoyed enough to keep going with just the story alone. Yeah. The gameplay was a little lackluster. There was some bad pacing things, but the story was so good for me that I didn't care and i moved on past that so i'm definitely intrigued to keep going with this franchise i think it's definitely worth your time and your money and as long as you can get past some shitty game mechanics because i know that can be a thing that screws up video games there's certain games i won't play just because of the mechanics i mean breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom are yeah. ones that come to mind i cannot get past the weapon degradation system but even though they're good i mean there's yeah, certain things they're incredible as a person, games. we all like certain things better than other things so I, as much as I love From Software games and Souls-like games, I will never fucking be able to beat Sekiro because it forces you to parry. All right, well, fair. All right, well, that was that was Alan. Wait, did you give it a worth? 
I did to give it a worth. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Just making sure. I can't remember if you said worth or not. I did, but okay. Well, 100%. thanks for listening, guys. That was this week's game. Yes. Next week's game is going to be Roller Drome. Roller Drome, a mix between Tony Hawk and Mad Mad Max. No, Mad Max. Max Payne. Payne. Yeah, Mad Max. Tony Hawk and Max Payne. Mad Max. <laughs> it is on Game Pass if you are wanting to play along with us and. Go ahead and play it with us. It's also on Steam or PS4 or PS5, I believe. So, Yep. All right, guys. Well, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Love you.